Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino. Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You can now stream the forbidden documentary Occult Louisiana free on Fossum Free Movies and TV which is available on Firestick, Roku, iOS, and Android. Look for it soon on Tubi as well. Back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Peter Kling. First, I'm going to run through these announcements. Stream the Forbidden Documentary, Occult Louisiana, for free, now on Fossum TV. Available on your Fire TV, iOS, Android, and Roku. It will also soon be dropping on multiple streaming platforms, including Tubi. Other great ways to help support Forbidden Knowledge News is to go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus and sign up for a premium membership. With that, you get access to all of our premium content and all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin. You can also help by downloading our episodes directly through Spreaker, which is our podcast provider. That's always free to you. Finally, I'm booking guests for March and April. If you have suggestions or you would like to be a guest, email me, ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. Today, I want to welcome back to the show Peter Kling. He is an author and researcher whose family has a 500-year history of standing for truth. He used his education and life experience to unlock the secrets in the scriptures, which the church has kept hidden for thousands of years, including evidence of a history of interactions with interdimensional beings. Peter, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? 
I am excellent. It's great to hear from you. It has been a few years since we last spoke. And, well, to say a lot has happened is really an understatement. We've got a lot to get into today. You're a biblical scholar with unique insights into the scriptures. Today we're going to once again apply biblical prophecy to the events unfolding now. Pandemic, pandemic scares, social unrest and division, wars, rumors of wars, and of course the revelations of probable alien visitations from our own government and media. So there is a lot to discuss in a short amount of time. Before we get to this, for those that may not be familiar, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Well, um, you know, the the older you get, the more you come to realize it or find out because sometimes technology gets better. And uh, I found a, a very interesting little piece of history that kind of puts everything together. But where I started out was basically uh, I started my Bible education, not that I started it, but it was kind of interesting the way it did start. And pretty much uh, by the age of before the age of five, I had a complete comprehension of the scriptures everything from Genesis to Revelation. And it's not that I, you know, could read or was, you know, some kind of, well, I guess, you know, my age, I probably was a little bit of a savant, but all this, like, I took to it like a duck took to water, and I comprehended the whole message that, you know, we were created by our, our Heavenly Father, Yahweh. Uh, he, we are, interestingly enough, we are the only uh, direct creation from God other than Jesus, you know. So, so we have a close relationship here. The problem is, is that okay? Uh, we've been at the mercy of uh, basically, if you want to just call it what it is, an alien invasion for six thousand years almost. And I'll, we'll explain a little bit more about that because people hear the Bible and it puts them off. Anyway, uh, they, they, you know, have this religious, uh, you know, oh, you were bad, you're going to burn in hell. Ah, stop that, because religion doesn't teach the scriptures. They don't teach the message within the, the Bible. It takes a special kind of person, not to decode what's there, but to comprehend and apply it. And so um, I had an event that happened. I, I got to see the future at, uh, at the age of nine, and I lived through a future event that I saw, and I was like, how did this happen? And the spiritual door got shut in my face, and so I had to figure it out. And I, you know, I prayed about it. And, you know, I knew the story of De of uh, of uh, Samuel when he was given to the, you know, the, the temple, and he started his prophecy work at the age of eight. It was like, but I'm just a kid. Well, I guess so was Daniel. You know, I couldn't quite figure all this out. And so I turned to science to look for the answers. And I literally grew up with a test tube in one hand and a Bible in the other hand, you know, especially with the theory of evolution going on versus the theory of creation. I spent a lot of time in museums looking at what was written in stone. You know, it's hard to argue with something that is written in stone. But, you know, you listen to both sides and both sides just didn't add up. And, you know, my biblical knowledge expanded. It continued to expand. And so did my scientific knowledge because... The scientific realms were, were growing. Uh, and when I decided to put them both together, it was about 1980 that I said, look, I'm going to reevaluate the Bible right from Genesis all the way through Revelation, but only I'm going to look at it through the eyes of a scientist because that's basically what I had become. 
My major was, was chemistry and biology. I was working in a research and development lab in one of the finest laboratories in the United States. And I was waiting for an experiment. You know, I had to let this batch cool down. While I was cooling down, I was reading the, the book of Job. So I must have been going through a little turmoil. I always re read the book of Job when I was going through turmoil back then. But it, it, it opened my eyes to look deeper and look for scientific answers for biblical questions. And where it kind of smacked me in the face, and I said, this is real evidence, was in Genesis, the second chapter, verses uh, 21 through 23. And what is described there, this is, you know, God says it's not good for the man to be alone. I'm going to create a helper for him. So what happens? The man is anesthetized. He's put un, uh, he's put unconscious. Uh, a his is opened up, and a part of his rib is removed, and then the flesh is healed over. And then they take this part of this rib, and they uh, genetically engineer it into a woman, because that's exactly what it takes. You have to genetically engineer it. I don't care what 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 you want to describe it as. It's genetic engineering. And Adam even knew it because he said, at last, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one was taken from man. I shall call her woman. And so uh, basically now you've got the, the seeding of a perfect human DNA couple that is here to fill uh, an earth that, that is in perfect harmony and balance. Yes, we were seeded. Adam, a direct creation from the Almighty. From he who causes to become, which is what Yahuwah or Yahweh or Jehovah means, he who causes to become, uh, and so became life on this planet, but not just life, intelligent life. And when we go back to Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us, plural, create man in our image, plural again. So who's the us? Who's the our? Do they look like us? Well, maybe visibly speaking, you know, if they, they, when they take their normal shape, maybe they do look like us. But we know that they can it, travel interdimensionally and they're not subject to the rules of the third three dimensions in which we, we live. And by the way, we live in dimensions uh, 8, 9, and 10, not 1, 2, and 3, according to string theory. According to string theory, there could be a lot of multiverses out there. Oh, that's mm -hmm. actually super string theory. So anyway, the long and the short of it is I spent a lifetime putting this all together and coming up with an explanation. And so I authored the book, Letters to Earth, You Can Survive Armageddon, which is quickly becoming a history book. I released it 15 years ago. And not too many people took note, but it's interesting, the people that did. I was able to reach the highest, the highest places in society. Uh, I mean, right into the heart of the Illuminati itself. Kind of paid the price for that, but you know, it goes with the territory. They didn't like prophets of of, of uh, Yahweh back in the day. You know, prophets were stoned, <laughs> and not in a good way either. You know, right, <laughs> you right. know, just joking around there. <laughs> you know that they were they were stoned to death. Yeah. Um, so. It, you know, that they were looked upon because a lot of the people were sinning. The people were committing 
gross sins. They were worshiping Molech, sacrificing their children, and the prophets condemned them for it. They were Baal worshipers, and the prophets condemned them for it, but not just the people. They were being led by the religious leaders of uh, Jehovah's chosen people gone bad. And so for that, the prophets prophesied against them. Well, wait a minute. This used to be a very Christian country. What's happened to it? You know, uh, God and country. Well, which God do we have residing with us here now? Which are the principalities? So being able to break all of this down and put it in a logical, you know, basically I answer the questions of life, where we came from, what we're doing here now, and why things are so messed up, mm. and what our future is. And a lot, everybody wants to know what our future is. And that's what's in Letters to Earth. And so I, I took on the moniker, the, the Einstein of Biblical Prophecy, because I applied science. I was probably the first one ever to do this. There's a lot of other people that are applying science now, but there's nobody that has the legacy. Now, the interesting thing about my legacy is essentially I've, rose, so I've ri have risen up uh, against the injustices, telling the truth, to those who have caused injustice to God's children, us, the humans, you know, <laughs> and that those of us who inhabit this this planet and love life, and I expose the church for its role and, and, and complicity in all of this, mm -hmm. and also what we are calling the Kazarian Mafia. I especially went after the Kazarian Mafia in Letters to Earth. Yeah, you pay a heavy price when you when you expose the truth. So, yeah, that's another that's a whole other show. But here's the interesting thing: I only found out and it was just about the time that I kind of disappeared. It was about mm, a year before, and uh, what I had found out is my family history, and I had searched for my family history for years, especially when the internet came up. You know, it's like at least once a year I you know, look for family history. And all I really knew when this was passed down from generation to generation, basically, is that we were bell makers. We made bells. We were ironsmiths or metal, you know, metal urges, which is interesting because both my grandfather and his brother, my great uh, grand uncle, or my grand uncle, I guess you would call him, um, they both were machinists. And, and experts in, in, in their capabilities. So they were carrying on the, the family tradition, even though they, they didn't know the family tradition as being metal workers. But there was another family tradition. The original name of, of the family was Klingen Schmidt. And that's actually ring maker or, you know, bell maker, but it's the sound that the bell makes, the peal, that toll, that, that sound that the bell makes. So, so we were the family that made the sound of the bell. And so that, that's what the original family name was. And the other side of that is we were close friends and supporters of Martin Luther at the time of the Reformation. And the Klingenschmitts and other families in, in the area who supported Martin Luther all supported the, the Reformation against the church. So essentially, we, we denounced the church. Mm -hmm. And then we took turns hide the families that were closest to Martin Luther, took turns hiding him while he was translating the Bible from Latin into German. And for that, we were hunted down for over 250 years. We were murdered in the fields. We were murdered in the streets. We were murdered in our sleep and bed.
And so we scattered. Interestingly enough, I've got an ancestor who came to the United came to America back in the late 1600s, and uh, they moved further west to western Pennsylvania. They bought they built what was known as Fort Klingenschmidt in uh, what is now near the town of Jeanette, Pennsylvania. But uh, there was an Indian raid against the uh, fort. One of the and two brothers were taken. Uh, one of the brothers, the older one, who was about 16, escaped and made his way back to the fort the same day, but they never found the other brother until years later when he resurfaced. And the Seneca had sold him to the Onondaga, and while he was with the Onondaga Nation, uh, he actually wound up became, becoming chief. And he was an ambassador to the Seven Nations, and he was known as, this is, this is hilarious, he was known as Chief White Peter, or Chief Good Peter. So it's like, okay, you know, come on, give me a break on this stuff. Talk about ge- you know, genetics turn- having long-term memory. <laughs> it's in our genes. Yeah, it goes back to our genes. Are we connected back to, you know, through uh, the, the bloodline back to Adam? Or are we part of the cabal who say that their bloodline gets traced back directly to Satan? through the bloodline of Cain. Now, the Bible doesn't support that, but the, the Talmud, which is their, as Jesus put it, the Talmud was the traditions of men, which they brought back from them when they immigrated from Babylon back to Judea to rebuild the temple. They brought the Talmud, and that became part of their religious belief. And so they had the Torah and the Talmud. You have some sects that believe more in the Torah, you have other sects that think the Torah is a bunch of garbage. It's the Talmud. And so the whole planet through this over the last 2,000 years that between the Kazarian Mafia and, and the corrupt church has been infiltrated and been put under Babylonian debt slavery. Mm, yes. And that's where we find ourselves today. I'm going to step off to the side and make a little side note. Yeah. You know, I, I love people that... that uh, think the earth is flat and it's dome covered. And these are Anunnaki worshipers because Anu was the god of a flat domed earth. They're worshiping Anu and they don't even know it. Mm. Isn't that interesting? And so where did the Babylonians get their, their law and their uh, method of operation? From the Anunnaki, according to the Babylonian text. Mm. So we're under Anunnaki debt slavery, who has forced, you know, compelled people in a roundabout way to say, no, no, the earth is, is, is flat and it's dome shaped and we can't escape it. And, and NASA tells lies. And you can't reason with these people because they've just gone off the edge and they're, and they're unreasonable. Yes, there's a lot of division through the misinformation and counterintelligence that's been inserted into this community. It's it's all by design. It's all to keep us as far away from each other as possible and as separated from each other as possible. So it's it's something that we have to deal with this in in this community unfortunately. But I want to get to the events that have been unfolding over the past few years. It's been a while since we spoke, and like I said, a lot has happened. 
I'd love to get your insights into the events unfolding and how it relates to biblical prophecy, starting with the events of 2020 with our great pandemic. Um, okay, well, let's take a look at the great pandemic. And what we're going to do is we're going to cover uh, three different uh, chapters here so we can compre- or comprehend more along the timeline is where we are. But we're going to have to jump back a little bit before 2020. Um, we're going to have to actually jump back to 2012 mm-hmm. because uh, this, is, this, this is the start of, of where we are today. Uh, and I'm pretty much convinced of it based on what the scriptures say and based on what we have seen develop here in the last 11 years. Interesting number. Um, but what happens in, or 12 years actually, uh, what happens in, in you know, 12, uh, 21, 12 was supposed to be the end of the world, right? And it was actually the end right. of my Mayan calendar. And then they said, oh, no, no, we kind of screwed up because nothing happened. We didn't see Quetzalcoatl come back. But uh, what happened in 2012 is they cranked up CERN. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Shiva, who is the, the destroying god of, of Hinduism, is the mascot or of CERN. They, they've got an image to Shiva there. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It, it started up puppies. <laughs> yeah, she's got to get her two cents. In. Sasha. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's my big, my big puppy. That's uh, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> they like to, they like to be on the radio too. What can I say? Um, but you've got the crank up of CERN and then in 2013, it, cranked up again. Now, in my humble opinion, because we saw what was then known as the Mandela effect, where right. things changed for, for like, how, how did this happen? The probably the most notable one, which caught me totally by surprise when I came across it, I was actually in a room full of biblical Bible scholars, and they read Isaiah, and the, the, they're reading it out loud, uh, and and the wolf shall lay with the yes. lamb, and I was like, wait a minute, and, and, and I literally looked up, and I looked around the around the room. There was probably about two hundred people there, and I'm looking around the room to see if there's another head that's looking around the room. You know, it's like, did I just? And I'm, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This used to say lion. I know it said yes. lion. I've been reading lion my whole life. You know, I've even got a picture. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. a picture of a lion playing with the lamb. It didn't change. Interestingly enough, when you look at other literature that, you know, like 
Bible dictionaries and things like that, any reference back to Isaiah, uh, it, it, it talks about the lion laying with the lamb. But in the scripture, it got changed. So exactly how that happened, I don't know. But a lot of things happened across the, across the universe that way. So there could have only have been a rift in time. I have no other way to yeah. put it. But we, we go to Revelation 9, and it says, And uh, one of the stars which fell to heaven was given the key to the pit of the abyss, and he opens up the key, opens up the abyss, and people get you know directed to this blast furnace of smoke and all the locust plague that's released on Earth, which interestingly enough does not affect any of the vegetation, nor does it affect any of the people who have uh, uh, who have the seal of God in their forehead. They it only attacks uh, attacks those people in in that don't have. God's approval and causes them not death, but they feel like dying and death keeps escaping them. Interesting. But the, the key point is here. It says they have a king over them. And in Hebrew, he is known as uh, Abaddon. But in Greek, his name is Apollyon. Apollyon is a destroying angel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, so, you have this destroying angel released along with this horde that came out of the pit of the abyss. And they don't go after God's people. They go after the people who don't have the seal of God. Interestingly, as you go on throughout chapter 9, uh, it talks about uh, a plague and that a third of the people of earth would be killed by the plague. This is through Plague by war, it's it's a little a little difficult to discern because you have a whole different set of players coming into the, into here in mm-hmm. chapter nine. Uh, but then it also talks about the long sword, and it all and it also you know that a third killed by plague, a third killed by a war, basically. Mm-hmm. And still, those who are behind this, who are able to escape, do not repent of their ways. So, is this a third that has sided with the? satanic cabal i would i would guess so yeah but they still don't repent of their spiritistic practices what would be their spiritistic practices you know, I mean like child kidnapping and child sacrifice adrenochrome things of that nature yeah yeah hello you know if you haven't figured out that that, that this rule is being uh, that this world is being ruled by a satanic cabal it's time to wake up and smell the roses, so to speak. But what you're going to smell ain't going to pass for roses, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So here's the, here's the setup. Now, we can go into more detail, but time is probably not going to permit us to do that. Um, so the, the king of the pit of the abyss is released. Now, interestingly enough, kingdoms are usually portrayed as beasts. And so, you know, there's a lot of beasts, especially within Revelation. It's like, okay, which beast are we dealing with here? Mm. But in this case, we're going to jump to Revelation 17. Because the wording in Revelation 17 is quite interesting. And you can't read it uh, one verse after another verse after another verse. You you have to separate the, the, the verses in order to get the complete scenario without interruption. And basically, this is Revelation 17 is talking about this woman who is called the great harlot Babylon, 
is riding this scarlet-colored wild beast, which has seven heads and ten horns. Now, the scarlet color would indicate kingdoms run by royalty, so to speak, as opposed to governments run by politicians. Because there's also a seven-headed, ten-horned wild beast in Revelation 13 that's a composite beast, not scarlet-colored. It ascends out of the sea, the sea of turmoil of the nations, uh, and that is a governmental agency. That that beast is actually, actually becomes the League of Nations, which becomes the United Nations. That's more of another in-depth study there. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the scarlet-colored wild beast, that the seven heads are the seven kingdoms, the, the seven kingdoms which have ruled the world: uh, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. Rome gets two horns because uh, of Roman Constantinople it was a split kingdom. And then you've got the two horn. That's my clock that you hear in the background. It makes bird noises at the when you're getting close to the top of the hour. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it lets me know where we are here. <laughs> anyway, um, and then you've got. England, which is actually kind of spring off from Rome, but, you, you know, they beat Rome back and let Rome let whatever. But you've got England in the United States, which is the last of the world powers, and they each have a head. I mean, they each have a, a horn. One head, two horns. So you've got ten kingdoms, you've got seven heads for the world powers, and, um, you know, let's face it, uh, England was the, the power of the sea, and the sun never set on English soil for almost 200 years, and then the United States took over the torch and became a superpower, mm-hmm. right? right? And that may not be true anymore. I don't know. You know, we've had to deal with the, with the show, the fake show in fake Washington, D.C., yeah. which isn't even part of the United States. Right. So, um, so here we, we have now this beast, and so how... This starts to read in in Revelation 17. It talks about a beast that ascends out of the abyss, a scarlet-colored wild beast, and it is an eighth king. In other words, one more kingdom is going to be set up. It's and it's it's from the royal houses, basically, because it's all making reference to kings and kingdoms. And so this eighth beast, which ascends out of the abyss, well, we now know who that eighth king is, Apollyon. Mm -hmm. Uh, This king uh, has has great wonderment. This beast has great wonderment by the the inhabitants of the the world. It's like, wow, where did this guy come from? Look at all of this. Mm -hmm. And and so what, what this beast then does, it's put together a coalition of 10 kings who do not yet have a kingdom. Worldwide coalition, 10 being the earthly complete number. So a worldwide coalition. And so the purpose of this worldwide coalition is to go against, they turn against the harlot, Babylon the Great, which, okay, you, you want to know who the harlot is? Let's go back to child trafficking. Anybody, Vatican, anybody? Yeah. Come on, the atrocities and wars that the Vatican has created among the, uh, since time immemorial, since the days of Rome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the harlot. But it's Babylon the Great because it's the replacement for the Babylonian Empire. You see, it wasn't the Roman Empire that took up the Babylonian teachings. 
although they had plenty of their own gods, they didn't need the Babylonian gods. And, um, um, oh, shucks, uh, Constantine. Mm-hmm. The guy's name for a second. Constantine was a Mithra worshiper. That's why, you know, so uh, Mithra was the pagan version of Jesus, okay? Originally, Mithra, another name for Mithra, would have been Tammuz, the son of Theriamis, who was the original whore of Babylon back during the na- days of Nimrod's empire. And she was. She was a prostitute that Nimrod brought home from one of his conquests, and she became the queen of Babylon. She also became the goddess of the earth, the moon, and the stars. And so Islam adopts uh, not a cross, but a crescent moon with a star. Therianus's womb giving birth to the star gods. And so it's repeated in Egyptian history. So, but that's where it all comes to. You, you, you look at the, a typical statue of Mary holding the baby. It presents her as a star goddess standing on the earth. So you got the earth, you've got Mar- Mary and the baby, Serianus and Tammuz, anybody? And you got the stars and the moon behind her, the heavens behind her. And they think they're, they're worshiping, oh, this is the Virgin Mary. No, it's not. It's Serianus, that's Tammuz. You're worshiping essentially... Isis, uh, Isis and what Horus, you know, it's, it's like, come on, go look at ancient history. So the whole world is duped. And where we are now is in the middle of a PSYOP operation. Now, yes. there's one other caveat in this, and we have to go back, and it's interesting, Revelation chapter 2, verse 9, and chapter 3, verse 9, pretty much say the same thing. I usually quote in 3, verse 9, or uh, paraphrase it, but it says simply this. I will make those, who, uh, those from the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews and are not but are lying, I will bring them before you and they will do obeisance at your feet. For I, they shall come to know that I have loved you. Wait a minute. Those from the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews and are not but are lying. Uh, 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 anyone, anyone, Kazarian Mafia, anybody, mm-hmm. the banksters that have been ruling this world and getting rich off of our backs, yeah. those same banksters who are, have put us under Babylonian debt slavery, teeth. it all goes back to Babylon. Yeah, It goes back to the Anunnaki. It goes back to, yep, you, you want to believe Anunnaki, your God, help yourself. Because it all goes back to Satan, Satan worship. Yeah. And now- so, Go ahead. I was going to say, so here's where we are. We've been put under this PSYOP control. They're trying, and we're in a battle. Mm. And there are some legal issues. Uh, Keep in mind that those who were originally put in the pit of the abyss were the watchers from the book of Enoch. Or in Genesis, they're called the sons of the true God who saw that earth women were hot. (laughs) <laughs> and so they came down and they took wives for the, the uh, roles whom they chose and they created the Nephilim and created such, they wreaked such havoc on the earth that Father Yahweh himself said, I am hurt at the heart that I even created man because of all of this badness. Hmm. And so he shortens the lifespan to 120 years. He finds favor in this man, Noah, who's, you know, stuck to his guns. He was like the only guy on the planet, him and his family that was worth saving. 
And so most likely a generation or two died out before Noah got on the ark and the floods came. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I say that is because Noah lived to be over 600 years. It took about 150 years to build the ark. That's a whole generation of people that have to go away, uh, that, that come and go if the lifespan is only shortened to 120. And by then, the Nephilim would have all been dead because uh, uh, how could Noah possibly build the ark if the Nephilim were there to, re to wreck it? Now, yeah, we saw the movie Noah. Nice little fake story tale. You know, it, it, it kind of resembles what was written in the Bible, but... Yeah, uh, not exactly. Far from it, as a matter of fact. Hmm. But what we do have was in the book of Enoch that these angelic creatures, these interdimensionals who were supposed to be supervising the growth of humans, you know, how they were you know, getting along on the planet, instead of being caretakers, they raped us. And they seeded us with super superhumans. And that's that's pretty much what what happened. So they're all gathered up and they're thrown into the pit of the abyss. But now here's the question: Here's where the legality comes in. You see, at this point, once Adam, once the, the human DNA was um, no longer perfect, once it was, once that DNA was corrupted, there was the connection between Adam and his creator, our creator, Yahuwah or Yahweh. Uh, that was broken. So that spiritual bond, that, that spiritual attachment that we had was no longer in place. We always would have to, it wasn't two way anymore. If at best, it would only be really one way and hope that eventually God answers our prayers. Because remember, it says that God walked with Adam in the breezy part of the day. It was father son time. It was communication. You know, so it was direct communication one-on-one -on -one back with our creator. We don't have that now. All we have is a PSYOP scenario that's been going on for almost 6,000 years. Right. You mentioned PSYOP scenario. I think this is a very important aspect to touch on is that both sides, whether it's far right or far left, are part of the same beast, and that we are being led into this era that seemingly is going to be cleaning up the mess, getting rid of the pedophile, Satanist, lizard people, and bringing us into this new utopian era, when in reality, the right swing is going to lead to something maybe far worse than what we could imagine with Nazi Germany. Um, yeah, because, you see, what I didn't talk about in Revelation, in Revelation 17 was uh, the, the verse before the one that says what's going to happen to Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great gets stripped naked, it's fully exposed, her fleshy parts are eaten up, so any valuables, anything that's worthwhile is going to be consumed. And the rest will be burned with fire as if it never even existed. And so, but what happens before that, when this beast system, this coalition, actually what it says before that, that's why I said you had to break it down. Um, it's, this beast system is only going to last a short time. And the reason for that is that it does battle 
with the king of kings and lord of lords. So now you got to jump to 20, chapter 21. Now, how does this, all this come about? Uh, here's, where I, here's where I brought out who has the legal right. We know when Jesus was tempted, uh, Satan took him to an unusually high place, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and said, look, you can have all of these for an act of worship to me because they've been put in my hands and I can do with them as I please. And Jesus said, get away from me. It's, it's only Father Yahweh alone that you must worship. And so then Satan left. But now, what kind of deal did he cut with the watchers to get them to come to earth to father this race of super beings that would destroy the planet? What did he give them? Did they have to commit an act of worship to take control of planet earth? If that's the case, then that would have superseded everything now, wouldn't it? Since they're back on, this, on the scene, uh, it's like the, the king has come back from his trip. Where's my kingdom? Hmm. And so this king, which ascends out of the pit of the abyss, puts together a worldwide coalition. The first thing that they do is go after the Satanists. Interesting. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. They have to get rid of the Satanists first. Hmm. Now... You know, I, 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 I do make reference to, to lots of people that, you know, when they've got something good, I'll give credit where credit is due. And just recently, within the last two months, I was li actually listening to Kerry Cassidy. And um, that's, how, you know, we could do a whole show about Kerry Cassidy. But, you, you know, regardless, she's got a long life in this in this fight, if you want to call it that. Mm. She's been, she hasn't just popped on the scene in the last, two or three or four years, like oh, yeah. 90% of the people that are I out there. I remember listening to her back oh. in the day. Yeah. You know, she was one of the staples, mm. but how did she get all the whistleblowers? Who was funneling these whistleblowers to her? Mm. And, and yeah, maybe she came under attack from time to time for going, you know, stepping out of bounds, but who was funneling the whistleblowers? How come they, you know, not too many of those. I don't, I don't recall any of them being suicided. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. You know, so where other whistleblowers seem to have a very short lifespan. Well, regardless, however you want to, you know, look at that. But she said this, which I thought was very interesting. And she was quoting one of her sources that was uh, associated with the British military. Uh, he had passed uh, about 10 years ago, she said. Uh, she wouldn't give his name. You know, she just, at least I didn't hear her say it. But what uh, this whistleblower said is that he laid out exactly what their plan was which included the pandemic, which included taking down this Kazarian Mafia and having 
a financial global reset. And then because, you know, we'll have this pause. And I've heard that term pause several times over the past year. And then they're going to go after religion and take down religion. Mm. And after they take down religion, that because religion is the biggest obstacle to peace on this planet, they intend to have a one world united planet so that we can then join the galactic federation of planets and that they were going to help us fight a huge alien war which was headed our way and it was like mm. really could that attacking alien army be the king of kings and lord of lords coming with the armies, plural, of heaven to turn around, lay siege to this planet and capture all of the interdimensional rebels that, that have taken control of this planet and to do a thorough cleaning of house, to get rid of all governments who stand in the way of the real, the real reformation of planet Earth, which will essentially exercise every demonic force and anyone who supports their way of life off this planet and put into the pit of the abyss. The humans, they will come to an end. Those human supporters of this empire of evil will come to an end. Hmm. So we're at a point right now where, you know, we have to choose wisely. We have to be aware of the pitfalls because everything's a psyop. We, we, you know, we hear of this great reset. Everybody's going to have money. We're going to have peace on the planet. Wait a minute. You mean just that whenever it is that the nations declare peace and security, then just as the pangs of distress of a pregnant woman, in other words, just when a woman goes into labor, the end will be instantly upon them. So the, the, the question is, do we have the reset before they take down religion? Do we have the big reset after they take down religion? I'm thinking based on what I've heard, we're going to see the Kazarian Mafia and the banking cabal go away. We're going to get out from under the debt slavery. And then religion will be exposed for what it is. And the rest of the fleshy parts will be consumed. More wealth transfer? How about that? And then we'll even forget it existed because we will finally be free from the slavery that we've been put under for as a country. Uh, since Washington, D.C. became Washington, D.C., an independent city-state which was ruling the colonies, mm -hmm. an independent city-state that answered only to the Queen and to the Vatican. The city of London, the Vatican, and Washington, D.C. are separate countries within a country. So the people who make our laws don't even reside in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as this coalition and this worldwide set of kingdoms coming together, what did Trump do when he came on the scene? Where did he go? Uh, I just saw a video that has been circulated where the, Trump is walking past the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. No one's allowed to touch the crown prince. But Trump pats him on the shoulder. The prince was like, who touched me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay. And the caption was, the king can do what he wants. 
Yeah. I love the picture of there's two pictures that you want to talk about contrast. You can find these pictures online. Type in uh, Pope and Obama, you know, uh, uh, Pope Francis and Obama White House. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the two of them laughing. There'll be a picture. I'll guarantee you it'll come up. One of the first ones you'll see. The two of them are laughing almost what appears to be you know, Obama's almost laughing hysterically. And the Pope's got this big smile and, 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 and you know, he, he, he's got to be chuckling. And then you go look at the picture of Trump and the Pope. The Trump, Trump just looks like he ate a canary. He looks like the cat <laughs> that ate the canary. And you look at the Pope and the Pope's standing there like, that SOB just ate my canary. <laughs> he is so long in the face. He, he, he just got his canary eaten. Yeah. So what did Trump do? And then you go look at the boondoggle with the, the Queen of England. Oh, Trump's a buffoon. Look, he's walking in front of the Queen. Nobody's supposed to do that. <laughs> what nobody what nobody commentated on was that the following year, Trump went to England again. And it was interesting. I watched the, uh, the, the uh, uh, review of the Royal Guard. Uh, who was then Prince, uh, what's his name there? Prince, oh, shucks, talk about him. Prince Charles, thank you. <laughs> Prince Charles <laughs> walks Trump. That, now, here you have the Royal Guard all at attention, right? And they're, they're playing, you know, whatever music that they're playing as Trump walks out with, with uh, Prince Charles. And so then they, you know, they, the ceremony pauses there and Charles stands off to the side while Trump reviews the troops by himself. What? Huh. I've never seen that before, a military protocol. Now, I'm not an expert by any means and don't take my word for it, but I've known what I've seen before and I ain't never seen a world leader visiting the guards of any other country without that country's world leader escorting them down the line. Yeah. But here, Trump's reviewing the guards by himself. Go on YouTube, you can find the video. Right. Why? You know, what yeah. just happened there? Yeah, what so do you think Trump's role to... is in these unfolding events and what's to come in the future? Apollyon. Ah, there you go. Somebody somebody has to be controlling the situation. Now, am I saying that Trump that Trump is possessed by Apollyon? Uh, I don't think I go quite that far. Mm. But if they're taking cues from AI, what exactly is AI? If you want to question that, right? Or who's really at the top of the White Hats? Mm. You see, because this coalition now has to go along. Now, interestingly enough, when we got to, we're going to backtrack here to 2013, because two things that we never got to see the greatest comet that its civilization never saw, which was Comet Ison, which was the Mayan symbol, which was going to be the the Mayan uh, image of their uh, feathered snake god coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Comet Ison was destroyed coming around the backside of the sun. Something destroyed it, and it wasn't the sun. 
because the coma from the comet is blowing perpendicular to the solar stream. Wait a minute. It's blowing against the solar wind? Yes, it's blowing against the solar wind. So what force is able to push the coma of the comet perpendicular to the solar wind? Hmm. I don't know. But uh, we had the Mandela ritual funeral, which lasted for 10 years. Somehow this crazy guy gets assigned, is signing in sign language next to Obama. But uh, allegedly, the whole thing was a cover for a signing with a, a treaty by different nations, including the Vatican, uh, with an off-world entity. And they claimed that this entity was Marduk. I don't think so. I think that entity was Apollyon. Now, the only way that you would know that is to study the scriptures. Because it's while that was going on, while that was happening, the Mandela ritual funeral, on the other side of the planet, uh, the two scientists uh, who were left, was actually three that were working on it, uh, they received, uh, working on discovering the God particle, the experiment which opened the key to the pit, of, which was the, the opening of the pit of the abyss, uh, they were getting the Nobel Peace Prize. At the same time, that Nelson Mandela, Nelson, uh, the Mandela effect Mandela, <laughs> is, being, is being buried, is, is having his ritual 10-day funeral. Now, Mandela gets interned on the 15th. On the 16th, had Comet Ison survived, it would have been perfectly aligned with Venus in the evening sky, and it would have looked like a giant exclamation point or the feathered snake god returning. Whoa, I guess the Mayans just had their butts handed to them because the sign of their god was destroyed. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So you see, we're playing this at a, it, it, it truly is multi-dimensional, multi-level or multi-dimensional chess because it's not just moves that are being made on the planet. Mm. It's moves that are being made against enemies that are uh, principalities of this world, those who've been ruling the kings, those who have been calling the shots, those who have been uh, subservient to Satan, and now they find themselves subservient to Apollyon, who's laid legal claim to the planet based on an agreement that was set up almost, you know, about 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Every day, the, the, the Bible is exopolitics. It's the politics that are going on here on earth. To get us back to the point that we need to be, where that entity that we refer to as Jesus or Yeshua, the Christ or the Messiah, takes his position as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and liberates us. Hmm. And so, you know, do you support Trump? Do you support, you know, the, the, the puppet in the White House? I don't think there's anybody in the White House, to be honest with you. Right. I saw a few days ago that the White House was lit up gold. Hmm. Reset anybody? I don't know. You know, we're, we're at a point where we hold on tight, be prepared. And the best thing that we could do now is seriously, and I do not mean this in any religious sense or manner, it's time to have that come to Jesus moment. Yeah. 
It's time to align ourselves with our heritage. This used to be a Christian country. And I'm not talking religious. Remember, religion gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. All those 501, 3C, whatever tax-deductible <laughs> corporate entities they are. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're part of the corporation. You're a dead corpse. You're, you're, and all dead corpses uh, are subject to the mother of all the dead corpses, which would be the Vatican. It was said that the Romans invented incorporation and the Vatican perfected it. Right. So every 501, every corporation is controlled by the Vatican. You want to know what's going on with the shipping lanes? Why we're not seeing shipments? Yeah. Go read Revelation 18, the second half of Revelation 18. And it talks about all those who make their living by the sea, the, caps, the captains, the merchants, the sailors. They all stand back. They, they, they see that Babylon the Great is being destroyed, and they don't want to have anything to do with that. Interestingly enough, the Holy See, S-E-E, con- controls all shipping on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Or they used to. So what happened to the shipping? Well, I don't know. Maybe Babylon the Great is being attacked. Right. Trump put on a terrible-looking face on the Pope for some reason. The Pope was not happy with Trump's visit. Now the so this is go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that this say, is the uh, the underlying theme of all of this is a eternal battle between these forces that lie beyond our perception, whether you want to say they're extraterrestrial or interdimensional, and this is all coming to a head during this time right now. And what we're seeing in the news and media about extraterrestrials and aliens, we're having increasingly what you would consider quote-unquote supernatural events being reported in the mainstream media, mostly surrounding the UFO phenomena, these big shows on the History Channel that are showing UFOs left and right, attempting to have these scientific experiments, you know, shows like Skinwalker Ranch, and it is all implanting in the consciousness of the people that, yes, we we could be dealing with off-planet intelligences. There are many that believe that this is another psychological operation, that there will be some sort of staged alien event that is going to attempt to change the consciousness of the people. But based off of what you're saying, it could be that they are getting ahead of some real event that could be in the future. What do you think about that? They're planning for a real event that's ahead in the future, yes. And I don't see why we need a false a, a false flag alien event when there's real aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's the situation. And and this goes back, to, I remember when I was 13 years old, I was watching the public broadcasting station. And they had a, this goes back to my love of science, and I, I was understanding genetic engineering. And this was, what, 1969. Uh, I was watching a convention of genetic engineers and other biologists and scientists, and they were trying to draw the line, come to some sort of agreement where genetic engineering ends, so this way they can't start playing God. And no agreement was ever reached, ever. We've had, you know, a band on, on using human fetus stem cells, 
but no ban was ever put on genetic engineering. So, you know, no, we don't know what alien army they genetically engineered. Look at Star Wars. And, and I'm, you know, may the force be with all of us. May Father Yahweh be with all of us if we're going to get through this. Yeah. But right now, we are not the rebels, okay? And we're not the empire. What we have, what we are, is basically uh, a planet. You know, we're, we're basically the Ewoks here, and uh, our planet has been captured, and, and we have to, you know, do what we can in order to survive this mess. But, um, you know, that might be a little oversimplification. Oversimpl but what the, the reality is, is that I'm going to say 90%, maybe not all, and there's a reason for this, it's actually a biblical reason, about 90% of the, quote, aliens that we have, you know, I don't give a darn where they come from, mm. where they say they come from, because they're going to lie to us. You think they're going to tell us the truth? No, they're going to lie to us. You know, it, it's like, you know, the Twilight Zone movie where uh, the aliens make contact and they, they give humans a book and it's all an alien writing. They meet with the United Nations and, you know, we're, we're going to show you our planet, you know, we're going to conduct tours to our planets. And so the scientist decides, well, I'm going to go investigate this. And, and the woman runs up, don't get on that ship. Don't get on that ship. The book, the book, it's a cookbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spirit, is spirit cooking anybody? Yeah. It's a cookbook. So, you, you know, I read a statistic earlier today. 89% of what was portrayed on the Simpsons over the years was actually, actually happened. Yeah. Man, you want to talk about predictive programming. Interestingly enough, Matt Grogan, the, the writer or the writer, producer, the creator of the Simpsons worked for the CIA for 30 years. Coincident? Yeah. I yeah. think not, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it's all part of a deception. And even when we go back to Ephesians, uh, the sixth chapter, you know, in the 11th verse, when it talks about putting on the, well, it's actually several verses within there, but putting on the complete suit of armor, who does it say we have a, a fight against? Because we don't have a fight against flesh and blood. We have a fight against the authorities, and those who run the satanic cabal. We have a fight against governments, those who are supporting it and, and who are going against the people's wishes. We've got uh, a fight against uh, the political forces, but we also have a fight against wicked spirit forces in unseen heavenly places. Wait a minute. Where did that group come up at? Hmm. Unseen forces, wicked unseen forces in heavenly places. Extraterrestrial, anybody? Right. If they're not born on earth, they're extraterrestrial. They're from someplace else. Does that mean that they're from another planet on the other side of our, you know, uh, galaxy here or from a galaxy far, far away? You know, uh, they can tell us any backstory that they wanted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you look at everybody has pointed to, well, let's say a lot of people have pointed back to Gene Roddenberry and, and the Star Trek series as being pretty influential and being pretty close to the truth. Yeah. Well, they want to join the Galactic Federation of Planets. That sounds awfully familiar. 
the Federation star date, you know, <laughs> whatever the case might be. Yeah. And who are they fighting? Well, there's, you know, this makes me scratch my head. It's the Klingons. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> my ancestors involved in this? Future ancestors? But, uh, you know, it's the Romulans. There's these other bad guys that are out there that, you know, are our enemy. Mm-hmm. And so that's already been predictively programmed within our psyches, you know, from the, the kids that grew up with Star Trek, all the Trekkies. And then we got another synopsis with Star Wars, mm. a constant battle against good and evil. But it, it was Star, Star Wars made the connection, of, made our spiritual connection with the Force. You know, in, in, back in the day when uh, God's Spirit was on the nation of Israel, mm. I'm sure they said, not may the Force be with you, but may our Lord be with you. I'm sure the first, you know, may the Yahweh be with you. May the Most High be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, may the, so there were greetings that were that way. And we need to get back to our roots, our spiritual roots. If we are going to face, successfully going to face what is coming. 100%. Jesus said, Go ahead. Yeah, Jesus said that men would become faint out of fear. Look, look at look at the, the drug rates that are that are happening in this country. Mm-hmm. Look at the suicide rates. That the, the highest the highest number of attempted suicides. You know, and people say, well, they really didn't want to kill themselves. Well, yeah, maybe they didn't. They just didn't know how. But the 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 most the least contented segment of the population are teenage girls. Mm-hmm. These these are young women who are now gaining that maternal instinct but they don't see anybody that they would want to have a child with. Right. Why would they want to bring up a child in this world of chaos? Hmm. You know, there could be very, very, a lot of selfish reasons in there too, but there's obviously internal conflict going on in these young women. Otherwise they wouldn't be the highest suicide rate. You know, so it's now, and, 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 Take a look at the family. Our families are divided. Each and every family is going through its own struggles, my own included. We, the only way that, and it's not that we can escape this, we can only lessen the influence. Mm-hmm. And that is to stay close to our creator. That's to, that's to start putting those bonds together, not just with our creator, but with our family, you know? When's the last time you gave a relative a call and said, hey, Uncle George, how are you? I was thinking about you for no particular reason. You know, Uncle George just might pull off his chair there and say, well, you mean everything's okay? Is there nothing wrong? Yeah, just checking up on you. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. When's the last time we've done that? Well, fortunately, I see a lot of people that are having this awakening this spiritual moment where they are becoming aware of the corruption of those in power and that there's much more to our reality than this physical perception that we have, and they are becoming more spiritual and more aware of all of this. So it's very encouraging to me to see the amount of people that are having this shift in perception. Absolutely. And we're going to see more have this shift in perception 
especially uh, if you know if we do go through this great reset, how, how it's going to actually work. I'm not a, you know to me, it's psyops. Mm. I've heard it over and over and over and over again, and I doubt you know I'm sure that they're going to they want to collapse the dollar. They're going to have to replace it with something worthwhile. So yeah, something will happen, but how that will affect us in our day to day lives. It'll give us a breather. It'll give us a breather. It'll let us catch our breath. It'll give us hope for the future. And a lot of people are going to have that spiritual awakening. The issue that is becomes very dangerous in all of this, and I've already noticed the trend, uh, and it's, it's even something that, that Jesus said, uh, um, and that is the Christian patriot. Now, Jesus didn't say Christian patriot per se. Mm. But he said that there would be those among you who will offer you up to the authorities thinking that they are doing a service to God. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying don't be patriotic. We should all take pride in our community. We should take pride in our lives. We should take pride in our homes. We should take pride in our communities. And we all live in the United States. We should take pride in our country. Maybe not from an, from the the political viewpoint, but from yeah. the fact that we have to live here. Right. This is our home. You know. Yeah. It is what it is. It's our home, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it destroyed in front of us, and we find that extremely frustrating as a as Americans. Yes. And, and so, yeah, a lot of people are going to want to fight, but. Sometimes the fight isn't ours to take. How are you going to fight against interdimensionals? How are you going to fight against uh, entities that are far, far more powerful than us? You see, there's a difference between fighting and praying for protection. Hmm. I've seen, I've literally, I've seen the hand of God, well, what I would consider the hand of God, uh, save my life and my son's life. And that was on, I was never supposed to make it this far. Hmm. Uh, certainly. And the last time that I was faced with looking death in the face, literally, uh, I just set my cruise. I just bring my son home from college on a road that I traveled hundreds of times, knew the road. Well, I had a nice long straightaway in front of me. I set the cruise control to 63 miles an hour. Didn't want to go too fast. Uh, it, it was just starting to get toward dusk. That the sun was had just uh, just about set, and uh, this one section of road it was all pine trees on the the left hand side of the road, and a deer, huge, beautiful, nice buck, jumped out of the tree line and tried jumping over the road. And I knew we were going to take him right in the windshield. Oh, no. I don't. So, so many things flashed through my brain. And it was over in, in less than two seconds. It was all over from the time that I first saw the deer. And as this deer is jumping, there was like, you know, how the, the heat radiation comes off the road. Mm-hmm. My, the road started looking like that. And all of a sudden, a blue orb appeared. It was about the size of a grapefruit or, or a softball. And it expanded to about, 30 inches and took the impact. This orb was between me and the deer. Uh, That deer, I hit that deer somewhere around 60 miles an hour. 
you know, because I didn't have barely any time to, to step on the, on the brake, the deer vanished from before my eyes. It was like, where'd it go? And I got the car stopped and, um, I, I got out and, and I ran back to look at the deer. I didn't quite get back far enough to see it. And I was ran back to look at the car and I was like, what just happened? What did I see? <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, you know, my, my son that was with me ran back and actually ran up upon the deer. And he said that as he approached the deer, it jumped up and it pranced off like it was proud. Huh? Huh? Wow. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I called my other son, told, told him what happened. I said, I'm going to meet you at this junction at this point, which was at the end of the road. There was actually, a, a, a large, uh, parking area there. Um, where this road came down into the next road. I said, I can drive the car. I said, the windshield's a bit messed up, but you know, I, I drove the, we drove the car to the, uh, the, uh, friend of mine who owned a body shop there. And the next day I went back and we took pictures of it and, and the windshield, when you look at the windshield, there is a round depression about 30 inches in diameter pressed into that windshield. The, the deer, the, its antlers bent the rain gutter on the passenger side and it urinated down the driver's side. That deer went across the whole windshield, literally. Wow. But only, only that, that round circle was depressed. And I, and I showed, showed that to, to my wife, Maggie, I was a bit old before we got married. I showed her a picture of that and she looked at it and she was like, did you notice that there's an image of an angel in that, in that broken glass? And I said, no, I never did. I said, look at it. So I looked at it and yeah, you can see like the outline of what you could call an angel in that glass. But when I was waiting for my son to show up there, it was, took him about 45 minutes. I went into deep meditation and broke down every bit of what I had seen, like almost looking at a movie frame by frame. What did I actually see? What did I actually witness? And all I can say after it all was over is I got to see the hand of God in real time. Now, interestingly enough, that was on a Friday evening. Uh, I always watched headline news back then. And uh, the second story on headline news was about a family of three who had a, 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 a doe, a smaller deer. And they hit it, at, they said at 45 miles an hour, and the deer went through the windshield, out the back windshield, and put all three of them in the hospital in critical condition. Oh, wow. Isn't that confirmation? Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. dad okay, hit a so. deer, and its ass came through the window, and he's lucky to live. It crapped all over him. He had a deer ass in his face, but he lived. The car, the car was destroyed. So I know how treacherous those accidents can be with those large animals yeah well yeah and i was looking at it at a sure death situation when that deer jumped i thought that's it it's all over we're done mm. and i didn't even have i only had time to say one word my mind processed everything and i just knew that we were but i can't say that on the air anyway oh no still, it's all good you can you say know, whatever you want here but <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll let that go. There could yeah. be, you know, hey, if you've ridden the school bus, you've you've heard it all by the third grade. <laughs> yes, so that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I just hope you can keep your sanity intact and don't become a kitty cat before you graduate, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
such a sad situation which we find ourselves in these days. Yes. But, hey, we, we have entered those last days, the last days of this system of evil where we are actually seeing this being taken down. Now, I'm going to jump back to Revelation 17 because people say, oh, Trump's got God's support. Trump's doing the work of God. Read exactly what it says at the end of Revelation 17. They carry out this mission because God put it into their hearts. He put it into their hearts to carry out his very will until that will has been completed. And what's that will has been completed? To destroy Babylon the Great, to bring down religion that is has just done nothing but made mankind suffer for the last 2,000 years mm-hmm. and longer in some cases. You know, which empire do you want to go back under? It was always the priest class that was told the king what to do. Yeah. You want to become a star god? You better listen to us. <laughs> we are definitely so. in fascinating times, Peter. We are almost out of time here, but we are going to have a follow-up show in March. We're going to get even deeper into all of this unfolding. Before we close out, though, remind the audience how they can find out more about you, pick up your books, and anything else you got going on. Okay, well, i I got to digress here just a little bit. Sure. Uh, I've been off-grid. I've been off-grid for about th- a little over three years, uh, and I do like being off-grid. It does have its limitations, and being able to do radio shows is one of them. However, the state did a major upgrade, and so now we actually have switching facilities that work in a little bit more bandwidth, which is good. So I can do radio shows. Um, but uh, the book has been put out of publication, uh, ran into some issues there, so I just let, let that, uh, that situation go away. I do want to bring it back into print with the original publisher that I had it printed with. I got to raise a little money to do that. You know, the, the, I don't have a printing contract with them anymore, so oh well. Uh, but if you want to read Letters to Earth, you can survive Armageddon. We do have a fantastic future. We really do. We read about that in the book, too. Um, just email me, O-N-E, the word one, at peterkling.com, P-E-T-E-R-K-L-I-N-G.com, and I will send you a PDF version for free. Uh, you can join me on Facebook. I, I have not done anything with my website, and so this is more like a coming out party for me. And the whole reason I'm back is because my life wasn't centering around serving my father. And I let other things creep in. Because when we don't stay focused on having that spiritual relationship with our creator, there's a certain Satan and his minions will make inroads to our lives causing one situation after another situation. Not that we were facing any great horror stories. I mean, hey, the, the, the last few years has been tough for everybody. We, we, we got through it just like everybody else is getting through it. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue to work to get through it as we go. But, you know, it took us, it took us away from our mission. And, when, and we need to be on a mission, all of us, one way or another. We need to be on a mission that we are going to get through this mess that's ahead of us. And, and, you know, when you're on a mission, you got to make sure that your food supplies are taken care of. you got to make sure your water supplies are taken care of. You have to make sure that you've got backup systems for backup systems. 
And that's one of the things, you know, we don't live on the grid, so I'm not subject to blackouts unless I go turn off the, you know, the generator or stop making electricity. And, and so I'm a little isolated, but it's still part of this planet. And nobody can escape from what's coming. So the, the best thing we can do is be prepared. And the greatest thing that we can do is have knowledge. So, yes, O-N-E at PeterKling.com. I'll send you a free PDF copy. The other thing that I would recommend to everybody is read the Bible or at least listen to a, 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 a reading of the Bible and do it daily. And don't start with Genesis. Go start with the gospel, start with the Christian scriptures and pay attention to that first. That is more applicable in our lives right now. Mm -hmm. and, and start using Jesus in those experiences as an example of, in our own lives. And then what happens is that all of a sudden, that spirit of God, that Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, as someone would like to talk about it, but it's actually will start to be motivated. That will be activated. We'll start drawing closer to our creator and we'll start having a better life all the way around. Mm -hmm. We won't be worrying as much. We will not be as concerned because we know that the opportunity is being given us to get through this mess and to survive this mess and then to be able to return this planet back into the paradise earth that it's supposed to be, rehabilitate the planet, and our DNA itself will be rehabilitated. There's much greater things to come and much greater things to come, but I'm going to save that for the next show. Excellent. So, That's a great one to, to close earth. on. Yep, it's in Letters to Earth. It's in the last chapter. So, but Perfect. there we go. There's much better coming. And with that, I want to thank you, Chris, for giving me the opportunity of being here. And uh, I'm sure uh, Maggie would like to come back and do some shows with And Maggie's oh, yeah. great in helping people. She is such a great spiritual guide. It, it, she, she's just phenomenal that way. Wonderful. And so, you know, we'll, she's taking care of family business. I, I haven't seen her now for a couple of weeks. You know, nice to come home, honey. <laughs> but but yeah, she's you know she has doesn't have a whole lot of choice. She she's just making she got to make some decisions that okay, yeah. got to take care of this, and now's a better time than later. So Thanks. my love and prayers are with her, as my love and prayers are with everybody on this planet, especially those people who hear our our words. May they take them to heart. So Chris, thank you again very much. Until next time. Thank you, Peter. We will definitely be speaking again soon. Looking forward to that. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We will talk again on Monday. We'll see you all then.